Hi, I'm Annie Fitzsimmons. I'm your Washington Realtors Legal Hotline lawyer. And this is another video in our series entitled Stuff You Gotta Do So You Might As Well Do It Well. And the topic that my friend Sabrina Jones Schroeder and I Hello, I'm Sabrina Jones-Schroeder, designated broker, owner of Exit Real Estate Professionals in Spokane, Washington. <laughs> That's her entire name, by the way. It's a very long name, very long name. <laughs> <laughs> what we wanna to cover today is when you have to submit documents in order to be timely by the WACS, the Washington Administrative Code and Department of Licensing's requirements. Every broker is required to submit transaction folder documents. Now in the last video we talked about everything that has to go in your transaction folder from agency agreements and transaction documents to communications and advertising. All of that stuff has to be submitted timely. So the question is what is the timeliness requirement? For brokers you must submit all documents to your managing broker within two days of mutual acceptance. So Sabrina, when I'm teaching this, I always say within two days of what does mutual acceptance mean? Because we all know what mutual acceptance means and kind of the general use of that word in the real estate industry, it means the date of mutual acceptance of the purchase and sale agreement. But if we're talking about a listing agreement, does the listing agreement have to be submitted to the managing broker within two days of mutual acceptance of the purchase agreement? No, I, I would suggest within two days of the client signing that listing agreement, that listing needs to be turned into your designated broker. And that's what I teach also, within two days of mutual acceptance of that document. Because the listing agreement, buyer agency agreement is always gonna come before, almost always gonna come before mm -hmm. the date of mutual acceptance of the purchase and sale agreement. There's other documents, like let's say the, the party signed a Form 35R, the inspection response form, or a Form 22Y, changing the closing date well, you know, deep into the transaction. Those are both gonna come well after mm -hmm. the date of mutual acceptance of the purchase and sale agreement. So within two days of mutual acceptance of that document. Of right? the document, of, of the client signing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So what about, um, what about all of the rest of the transaction folder contents mm -hmm. that aren't necessarily even signed by a consumer? We had court material correspondence mm -hmm. on that list. We had receipts on that list. We had advertising on that list. When does all that do? I would suggest by closing. As soon as that transaction is closed, um, those, those other transaction documents, like you said, advertising, correspondence, etc. cetera, uh, licensees should use their best efforts to get everything else turned in. Yeah, and what I've heard the Department of Licensing say is, in keeping with your firm's office policy, your office policy may require mm -hmm. that a copy of the MLS printout, for example, be submitted sooner than closing, or that advertising that you run in the, you know, the Sunday paper be submitted by Wednesday of the following day, or whatever it is, I just made that up. But whatever it is, your firm might have their own office mm -hmm. policy regarding when you are required to tender documents for the transaction folder. You must comply with your firm's office policy but in any event, Sabrina is absolutely right, no later than closing. And Department of Licensing allows designated brokers within reason to withhold compensation mm -hmm. if a broker has not submitted all of the transaction folder documents by closing. Have you ever heard of a designated broker withholding compensation from a broker 
um, because all of the transaction folder documents required by that broker haven't been submitted yet to the firm? Yeah, absolutely. Different brokers will adopt different sticker carrot approaches to um, their own internal policies for turning in of documents. And mm -hmm. I know in our office there are certain certain transaction documents that, you know, if they're not in the transaction file, then the stick is you will not receive your commission check until they are in the file. You know, most specifically the, the important transactional documents like a lead-based paint addendum, things for which, you know, we can be fined, you, the licensee and the firm. Um, and so sure, absolutely firms will have, you know, sticker carrot incentives uh, to get things done timely. Yep. I hear about that all the time on the hotline. Uh, so I do know there are a lot of firms out there with those policies. And, and I also know that the Department of Licensing allows designated brokers within reason mm -hmm. to impose those carrot and stick type policies. The other um, something that you all handle from time to time that must be submitted timely is earnest money. Mm -hmm. And with the forms revisions of March 2021, there was a, a pretty substantial change made in the earnest money paragraph of the purchase and sale agreements such that fewer and fewer buyers are delivering their earnest money directly to a buyer broker, mm -hmm. but it does still happen. Mm -hmm. And so buyer brokers, it's, it's kind of become a tricky rule now with respect to handling earnest money. The rule is that when a broker receives earnest money, they have to get rid of that. They have to get it out of their hands within those two days of delivering documents to a managing broker. So brokers, you can only hold on to a buyer's earnest money check for two days. So imagine this scenario, buyer signs an offer on Thursday and the offer seller says, we're not reviewing offers until Tuesday. And so buyer, buyer has signed an offer on Thursday. You've got this earnest money check broker. You can only hold it for two days. You're not even gonna present your offer during those two days. Broker, you can't take that earnest money check because if you do, here's what you gotta do with it. At the end of two days, you've gotta surrender it to your managing broker. Unless your firm has its own trust account, which most of you do not, Unless your firm has its own trust account, in which case that check has got to immediately go into the firm's trust account by the next banking day. If you don't have your own firm's trust account, all the only thing that that managing broker can do with that check is give it back to the consumer, give it back to the buyer, which makes it really silly for you to have taken the check in the first place. Again, it's because of a change to the language of the form in, in March of 2021. So with that change in the form, there's a change in practice. Brokers don't take buyer's earnest money checks prior to mutual acceptance. It's kind of the golden rule. It's not, it's, it's not a hard and fast rule. If, if you take a check from the buyer on Thursday and then the buyer reaches mutual acceptance with the seller on Friday, no problem. You can then immediately surrender the check to the escrow company consistent with the instructions of the parties in the purchase and sale agreement. So there, I'm not saying you can't take a check from a buyer if you don't already have mutual acceptance, but it's kind of a really safe guideline. If you don't already have mutual acceptance, don't take a buyer's check for earnest money. Instead, Sabrina, talk to me about educating. What, what should buyer brokers be talking to their buyers now about with respect to getting that earnest money deposited timely by the buyer? 
talk, talk about deadlines, how do you make the delivery, all of that information that brokers should be communicating to their buyers. Sure, so the, so the change that Annie's talking about as of March of this year is that there is one negotiated timeline for timely delivery of earnest money, and the parties can negotiate two days, three days, five days, you know, whatever timeline the parties wish to negotiate. If you have negotiated a, a two-day delivery of earnest money, let's say your buyer is, has made the offer on Friday and then they fly back to Tennessee where they're from and the seller accepts that offer on Saturday, their two days to timely deliver earnest money, two days being business days, that deadline is going to be Tuesday at 9 p.m. Um, if they're mailing a check from Tennessee, um, good luck getting it's not, the check. It's not going to happen. Good luck getting the check delivered because delivery of earnest money to the ultimate holder of earnest money, whether that's your, your buyer brokerage firm or the closing agent, um, what, what we really need to interpret that to be is received by the ultimate holder of earnest money. And if it's being plopped in the mail, that's going to be difficult in a short timeline. So, um, so with, to, to your point, if the buyer is giving the earnest money directly to their buyer's agent who, um, you know, under, under a, an idea of concierge service, good customer service, I'm going to take your earnest money buyer and deliver it to the closing agent for you, that's great if you can affect that delivery within that two days or three days. days negotiated timeline, subject to, as well, we layer in this Washington Administrative Code issue. Um, the reality is, and what I'm advising my agents is, we don't take earnest money anymore from the buyers unless we know after mutual acceptance we can get it delivered uh, right. timely. It's just better for the buyer to deliver it directly um, to the ultimate holder of earnest money. Yeah, I agree. And so brokers, make sure you're having that conversation with your buyer up front. Here is exactly when it's due. It can't be later than this. Because if it is later, seller, seller has a unilateral right to terminate the agreement from the date that the earnest money is due until it's actually deposited. There's a gap in time from when it's due until when it's actually delivered. Seller has unilateral rights to terminate during that time period. So buyer, your, your, your earnest money is due, like Sabrina said, by 9 p.m. on Tuesday. But what you've told me is you're going to wire funds. Buyer, which means obviously they have to be delivered by the banking day of Tuesday. Buyer, if you go to the bank at 3 o'clock on Tuesday, your funds will not be wired on Tuesday. They will be wired the following day and they'll be late. Mm -hmm. So buyer, if you're going to wire funds, you got to go to the bank on Monday to wire those funds so they'll be delivered by Tuesday. Just so, a, another quick note on that. Um, the Department of Licensing and an audit, they'd really like to see that great paper trail of earnest money in both companies' files. So we have a tendency to think, well, that's the buyer's agent's job to get that earnest money paper trail, to get it you know, from the buyer. If I'm, if I'm picking it up for them and delivering it to the closing agent, then I'm going to do a Form 89 receipt, and then I'm dropping it off at the closing agent. Maybe I get the receptionist drop-off receipt and then ultimately a, a deposit receipt perhaps from the closing agent. We could have upwards of three pieces of paper receipting and paper trailing that earnest money. And we have a tendency to think, well, that's the buyer's agent's job. It needs to be in their file. Um, the Department of Licensing would like to see that paper trail in both firms' file, and to the extent that earnest money is, in fact, late delivered, the DOL would also like to see, here it is again, material correspondence, substantive correspondence in both firms' file that both the buyer's agent and the listing broker is following up on that late deposit of earnest money. For just that reason, the seller has a unilateral right to terminate the transaction if, in fact, the buyer's earnest money is late deposited. Well, how does the seller know if the listing broker isn't following up on that and isn't letting their seller know, hey, the buyer's earnest money is late. What do you want to do about it? Yeah. 
And here's the difference between Sabrina. We introduced her in the very first video as a recovering lawyer, now real estate broker. <laughs> She's far kinder than I, who am still an active lawyer, because I will say that the Department of Licensing, it's not true that they would like to see yeah. that paper trail. The Department of Licensing will discipline you if they do not see that paper trail of your material communications. In fact, this was the number one disciplinary issue, if not currently, then at least a few years ago, by the Department of Licensing against brokers for failing to track down non-payment of earnest money by buyers and putting sellers on notice that earnest money that was due was not paid timely because sellers can only take action on this issue during that window of time when it's due but not yet paid. Absolutely. All right. Questions on any of this or anything else, send an email to me, legalhotline at warealtor.org. Thank you for being a Washington Realtors member.